Welcome to How To Be A Dad, a Dad's Net original podcast. I'm Al Booth and this is episode six, the <clears throat> advice episode. I mean, none of us have really got any advice to give, have we? My dad's 70, he still doesn't offer any advice for this. How To Be A Dad podcast with Al Booth. Well, we've made it through. We've made it from the episode where you're going to find out you're a dad, uh, all the way through the pregnancy, the labour, the bit just afterwards getting the baby home and here episode six the advice episode and i have to tell you now if you've come in here looking for some nuggets of advice that are going to set you off the rest of your journey as a dad don't think that's going to happen because we're all still looking ourselves everyone who's on this podcast we're all still looking that's what life as a parent is isn't it um however there are some great stories and some little nuggets of wisdom that we're sharing like um steve from london But all these tips I'm grateful for because, as you know, you don't get taught this. You have to work it out for yourself. And I'm telling you, the internet is a minefield of information. And also you're going to hear from Shane from Oldham. And if you want to be the parent who who wants to be an amazing parent, whether that's dad, mum, whatever, just be it. And because I thought it was worth getting some actual advice from an expert, um, author, child psychologist and general person who knows all about being a parent, Sarah Ockwell-Smith is a guest on this episode. Parents only really need to kind of nail it 50 to 70% of the time. The rest of the time when it's not so great and you had a bad day, it's fine. You'll also notice how I've quite cleverly managed to skirt around by hosting the episode and talking to other dads I've got out of offering any of my own advice because honestly my advice would just be um nope still haven't got any of my child's four okay let's crack on then this is how to be a dad the advice episode now I'm gonna sit back and listen as much as you are I think good luck Ah, you've got a new baby. Congratulations. That's ace news. Um, Now, don't panic because all it takes to look after a baby are these three things. You need to feed them, you need to change them, and you need to protect them from germs to help keep them healthy. And then you're pretty good to go. Um, We're going to be talking about all these things on this podcast. But before we dive in, I just wanted to let you know about something that is going to help you keep your baby protected from germs and, and just live in that healthy baby bubble. Milton, the expert in baby sterilising, has sponsored the How To Be A Dad podcast and they are all about keeping you safe and your baby free from as many harmful germs as possible and just about having a healthy family. They have a plant-based hygiene range that includes a baby bottle cleaner, antibacterial wipes and spray, plus a foaming hand sanitizer that's suitable for babies from three months and all the Milton antibacterial products kill 99.9% of germs, including coronavirus. Google Milton to check out the full range of products because we think they're just going to make life so much easier for you. And let's face it, when you've got a newborn, it's an amazing time. But anything that you can do that will give you a bit of an easier life on very little sleep is definitely something we recommend. How to be a dad podcast. First up on the special advice episode then, this is Steve from London. So I am a a single daddy. He's with me half the time, Mm. which is amazing. And that's the time I got upset. And it must have been many, many months later when it hit me, what you've just been through, (laughs) you know, but I learned something about myself through that process. Are you a panicker? Are you a freezer? I'm a, okay. 
And I don't know whether that that has come from broadcasting over the years and being comfortable in a live environment where it can be quite pressured and, you know, um, <laughs> you've got know. the boss telling you they, they hate you talking over Britney Spears every five songs that you play, but whatever. Um, and can you talk more about Justin Bieber? So all those stressful things that's happened through my career maybe helped me in this moment when I had to deal with a life-changing event. There's a difference between making sure you don't talk over Justin Bieber going baby, baby, baby and seeing a baby, a baby, baby going into a theatre. I don't think... I've never compared the two <laughs> until now and mm. I don't think they're comparable. I'll give you another comparison rather than Justin Bieber <laughs> that has happened to me in my broadcasting career to do with stress and how I've reacted. So... I was on air when Michael Jackson decided to die and then I had to deal with that. So, yeah, I guess those things maybe um, prepared me for dealing with the ultimate emotional, stressful situation. Who knows? You know, I didn't care so much about Michael Jackson as I do about my own son, but I'm just making the point there. Yeah. That, yeah, um, that, yeah I've had a few other than Justin Bieber on the radio um and yeah you learn so much about being a dad from that that um keep calling it a department but you know what i mean the the ward mm. and it's a great journey to go on as a dad to learn about the things but all these tips i'm grateful for because as you know you don't get taught this you have to work it out for yourself and I'm telling you, the internet is a minefield of information. <laughs> You're thinking, you look at some stuff and think, really? Mm, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, generational as well. Like my parents will say mm. things that, that their parents wouldn't have done and that we certainly won't do because it's 2021 now. I really strongly believe that no parent goes out to try and do things in the wrong way. They do things in the way that either comes naturally to them or the way that they believe at the time was right to do. Yeah. So for me, being a parent, I question myself some evenings about the way I might have approached something. So fast forward a bit. My son is absolutely fine. He's taller than the average almost six-year-old. And he is a real success story for premature babies and we've got a lovely bond you know he's with me exactly half of the time and he's then he's with his mother half the time and we're able to provide equally for him and he's got his own things here he's got his own things there and i think as a dad if you're if you're in that situation it's about making it seem uh, as normal as possible for that child to make things seem exciting you know talk about oh, you've got two bedrooms two you know that's a big deal because your child doesn't know what to expect at that age. They have no wants or needs. They just love you. So be you and enjoy being you with them. And it's magical. Just going way back now, right to the very beginning. I wanted to touch upon like when you and your wife at the time split up and becoming a co-parent, knowing you won't see him every day. And is that all right to touch upon? When we, when I finally purchased my own property, I think that's the point of where you could say that that was it, uh, was two and a half, three years ago, something like that now. If you think about it, he doesn't really know much different. Mm. You know, this is, he's accepted it very well. Um, I've always tried to see things from his point of view and not my point of view. And I think that serves you well. And I mean that in the sense of, it's okay when they say, I miss mummy. And it's okay for you to tell them. It's okay to miss mummy. And think about it in that way. Rather than 
your child doesn't want to be with you. No, that's not what they mean. They just naturally miss one of the parents. And I'm pretty sure that his mum would have the same conversation with him. And I think as a parent, you have to learn very quickly how to put aside your differences that you might have as two adults. Because that doesn't matter. What matters is that little person there that should never see you at war with each other where possible, should never ever hear you say anything bad about the other person, but only good. Mm. Because somewhere along the line, that is going to go subliminally into their brain. So why expose them to the history when it's all about the future? Oh, that's that. And the now. Is that from a song? That was was good. I like that. No, I could sing it. I could sing it. (laughs) No. You're a very wise, good man, Steve Reed. Thanks, Al. I um, put it down to being made to go out and work as as an early teenager <laughs> and do a paper round. <laughs> How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. Now, Steve does talk on an earlier episode all about becoming a dad with a very premature son his son was in an incubator and he had to watch him over a number of weeks to grow if you haven't heard that episode yet rewind all the way to the start of the series and you'll hear all about that it's uh, he tells it with such open honesty but humour uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing Still to come on this episode of How To Be A Dad, The Advice. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Sarah Ockwell-Smith. She has written a number of books on parenting and psychology of parenting. She's been published in over 30 languages, sold over half a million books. And she's on after we've heard the story from Will from Sheffield. I think the best advice I heard, I can't remember who I heard it from, was just do it your way. Um, And almost like... I'd say like, don't always take on advice. Like don't always seek these words of wisdom. Cause I went through the, I think a lot of parents do it where they get really bogged down because they're looking at other parents and they're looking at how they're doing it. And you're constantly being told how to be a parent, but the best way, like, you know, the best way to parent, like everyone parents very different. Like I'm sure you parents differently how I do it. Um, and the thing is like, as long as you're happy and your baby's happy, that's it. That's it. That's all you need to worry about. That's it. <laughs> Mate, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's so true. I have to, yeah. was, is there ever been like any conflict between you and Armani in how to do things? Because I know me and Kerry are very, my partner, Kerry, she's, she was a prefect at school and I was crap at school. So we're very... So Armani. Right, <laughs> so okay. Armani, yeah. So we're those sort of opposites, but we come together and it works. But yeah, there are certain yeah. things like... Yeah, we've kind of got this like the same ethos on life, you know, mm. Um there's always been like little stuff about, yeah, you know, I'll let him do that. Don't let him do that. It, it, it's kind of constant, to be honest. And that's okay. You know, that's com- completely fine. Um, I can't think of anything major, which we kind of disagreed on. We kind of just, you know, accept we're both going to have each other's, you know, each other's views and just, just roll with it, really. Don't get too bogged down on it. But yeah, I can't think of an example right now, but... I think yeah, I'm going to come to you to answer advice. You're very sort of chilled out. I'm very... Just enjoy it, man. Mm. And I think... I can say this now because I enjoy it. Obviously, I enjoyed, you know, the start of Gabe's life and, and I was happy. But it's only now when I've kind of like fully adjusted and fully accepted that I'm going to have this child in my life. That's when I can now be like super, super happy. 
just accept this is it now. So let's roll with it. Let's have fun with this. How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. Thank you for being here on How to Be a Dad, the advice episode. Now, if you've come and you're thinking, hold on a minute, I'm not really getting any advice from any of this. I came here to get the answers on how to parent. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't think for a start anyone's doing that because I think we all know that actually just got to find our way haven't we there's a beautiful quote and i don't know who said it but it's it says we're all just walking each other home and i think there's nothing more apt to parenting than that um however there are people who know about these things and are experts one such person is sarah ockwell smith she is a childcare author she specializes in psychology and the science of parenting uh, she specializes in gentle parenting as well which is something i really try and get into but when you've got a four-year-old who's having a temper tantrum it's a bit hard <laughs> but she's there's a facebook site all about gentle parenting she herself has written 13 parenting books translated into over 30 languages she sold more than half a million and above all else she's a mother of four teenagers so if someone knows and is in a position to give advice it's sarah ockwell smith and here she is do you know what i think every every parent i've spoken to has asked me exactly the same question that you've just asked me the worry that they have actually is not about themselves it's about their children which i think you know just highlights everything about us as parents isn't it all our concerns are about our our kids and not our own well-being from a psychological perspective socialization happens because of the interactions between the baby and their primary caregivers or their primary attachment figures, which are parents, mums and dads. So they learn everything they need to know about interactions socially with other people, whether it's peers or older kids or other adults, they learn all of that from us. They do not need to spend time with children the same age. They do not need to meet lots of different people. They don't need to go to lots of different groups. Everything they need to learn is from us and they're absolutely normal, boring everyday, well, we think they're boring, but everyday <laughs> interactions with us, that's all they need. So basically we, as, a, as us, just as our own little family unit, we're absolutely enough. You know, particularly if dads are at home and that bond is sort of is stronger I think we are raised in a society where we are told that we're not enough for our children, that we're told that they need to go to these clubs and classes and activities and they need to get out and do more and learn more and develop more experience more. So we naturally question if we're enough, but we absolutely are. And it's precious time and it's time that you, you won't ever get again. Hmm. I, I know what you're saying, parents are, are all the children needs, but I mean, as adults, if you're in a room of, say as a 40 year old if i'm in a room of 90 year olds our references are going to be different you sooner or later you want to get back with your own kind do children not learn things from being with other children their age at this um, age? not a huge amount if you're talking about under three-year-olds not very much they don't really play together they do some, something called parallel play they play alongside each other so they will copy and they'll play alongside but there's no real relationships going on between them like there would be between us as adults or older children that and like you said right at the beginning as well you don't initially as parents you just think of the child full stop and you might go away and my partner and i probably haven't really sat down and spoken and say it's flipping hard for for us you know <laughs> there's no escapism you, you spend a lot of time in your own mind don't yes, you which yeah. is sometimes not a good thing i think it's important to understand that the support services are all still there and i think we must um if we need these things we must embrace them we shouldn't feel like oh 
I didn't shouldn't take their time up. You absolutely should access if you need to speak to your GP or your health visitor or feeding consultants or anything else. So the support's still there. But then I think a lot of it is about readjusting expectations, mostly of ourselves, actually. And there's um in all of my work, I talk about parents trying to not be perfect and realizing actually our kids grow up best when we make mistakes. It's important that we're real around them. If you, re- if you look at the research, it says that parents only really need to kind of nail it 50 to 70% of the time. The rest of the time when it's not so great and you had a bad day, it's fine. Actually, it's quite important that you do that. So realizing that lower the standards for yourself, be a bit kinder to yourself realize it's okay to have a bad day or a bad week. And then I talk about something called emo diversity, which is the idea that all emotions are normal and healthy and you should embrace all of them. So it's not wrong to feel sad. It's okay to feel negative emotions and it's okay to feel positive emotions because actually emotions are just emotions. That So we shouldn't try to stop ourselves from feeling angry or sad. We should just embrace it. If we feel it's sort of taking over our lives, then definitely have a chat with somebody. But um, thinking about how can I use these big emotions to make something more positive. So potentially making like a journal or a scrapbook. So add your photos in, write your feelings down. So crazy thing, if you if you were bought or you, you got yourself a baby record book, put your pictures in, put your photos in, put your thoughts in and almost like a little bit of a diary, like or sort of sum it up in each month. And I think those would be so interesting and good to look at in five or 10 or 15 years time that we'll be actually really glad that we had this record but it would be really great for our kids to look back on them as well so it's it's about turning those feelings into something a little bit more productive and a little bit more helpful thank you so much that was that was really good and it's nice to know that we only have to try 50 percent I think I think I can just. Well, I think you should that. try a hundred percent. But if you only get it right fifty percent, then that's you know just lower the bar a little bit. Be kinder to yourself. Yeah. Don't ever compare yourself to other people. You know, one of the, the the great things at the moment is that we have the internet. But the the positive thing about the internet is that we have managed to replace some of the social interaction, and we have managed to get the advice that we would have got in groups and whatever. But the downside of the internet is also there is such a temptation to compare. And think, you know, this baby is sleeping through the night and mine is waking every hour or they are going out and doing all these wonderful play activities and messy play. And I haven't done that. Am I not good enough? Be kind to yourself, but also please don't compare your real life with what other people choose to present about their life and their babies on the internet because you're comparing your realness to their tiny snippet, which is not the same. Yeah, and like, you could like disappear editing, in a bit of a rabbit hole. There you go. <laughs> but that's one of the things you can't. I think with. maybe have no expectations of anything is maybe the best way forward. Right <laughs> I, I think, yeah, that's what I'm going to go home and tell my partner. I've spoken to Sarah. She said, don't have any expectations and I only have to get 50% <laughs> right. So uh, I think we're achieving yeah. that. Do you know what, for me, any advice that is just get it wrong, you're doing okay, I am full on board with. I've been doing that since before my children were even born, so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, Right, next on How To Be A Dad, the advice episode, this is Dave. Now, after Dave, I'm going to be speaking to Shane, and Shane's been on uh, various other episodes of this series, and he's a very wise man, he's a very caring, lovely man, and he's got some brilliant words to finish this series with. Um, But on the flip side of that, and well, Dave from Hull is very caring, but 
more straight talking I would say so I asked Dave if you've got any advice for dads listening to this what is your advice how to be a dad podcast stay single and don't have kids for as long as possible <laughs> go on holidays and stuff enjoy yeah. um, I don't know it's definitely made me feel a bit younger uh, without them I don't think I'd move as much as I did kind of running around after them and some of the stories that they tell because there's the, no such the, the innocence of a child is absolutely amazing some of the things that they come out with when you're not expecting it you just you just want to laugh at them like in, in the middle of a supermarket they'll say something totally left field where there's like a physical kind of if somebody's got something physically wrong with them or there's kind of something happening on the shelf or something or they misread something and it comes out with a swear word and stuff you don't know whether to, you don't know whether to laugh or cry so and last week we're watching I don't know, wheels on the bus or something for the millionth time that day and the on youtube and it finished with three roads obsessed it finished and he just went oh what the fuck <laughs> like where did you get that from <laughs> It's funny you should say that because I was driving in a car park and Ella, she was four or five at the time and I was going the right way around the car park and the car was going the, the wrong way and she was like, fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. Yeah. I love me. Yeah. That that's the, I was going to say, that's <laughs> the, the protest is like, where did you get that from knowing full well? <laughs> Another one of Ella's where I was washing the pots and she brought the tea towel to me. This was only a couple of weeks after she went in the car park incident. She brought a tea towel to me and I was like, oh, I don't need that yet. I'm kind of still washing the pots. She was like, I don't want this shit. I just dropped it, you know, like a mic drop. I was like, what? I see what you mean about the attitude, yeah. Mother's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's just kind of, it, it's definitely made me feel a, a lot younger than, than I probably would have done if I didn't have them, definitely. Thanks so much for being here for How To Be A Dad's the podcast, the advice episode, but also if you've listened to the whole series from the Dad's Net, um, I really appreciate that. And I hope you've got something from it, whether you're a dad-to-be, whether you're a dad who can relate, you're a mum, or do you know what? You just like stories that can sometimes tug at the heartstrings and sometimes make you laugh. I hope you've enjoyed the series. Uh, I'm going to finish up now for these first six episodes, but there will be more to come, um, with Shane. Shane is from Oldham. And just at the, we had a chat and then at the end, he just said something which I just thought, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that frame. I'm going to send it off to Etsy, get it framed and put it on the wall. Here is Shane from Olden giving some advice and wise words on how to be a dad. The things that you do do matter, massively matter, because the more time you put in, like anything in life, the more time you put in and really lay those foundations, massive foundations to everything you do and explain why you're doing them like eating at the table, like when you're feeding and them little conversations, talking to your baby when they're still in, in, in the mum's belly and, and all those things and encouraging your siblings if you have them to do the same and and all those things. I think that's, to me, only my, I can only say from my experience, I can see the results of that now. And I think, well, thanks to my parents and my grandparents. It's, it's tricky. It's really tricky because you're... You're trying to not teach them because like that's the whole point of this thing is like who are we to teach but but you know yeah. encourage and guide and, and all this stuff and it's when you're a dad I think all of a sudden you realise that well I don't know if I do realise my dad was just a person I still think he was like he still is some sort of superhero but I'm just yeah. I'm just me well, who is now a dad so he was he can't yeah. just be him who is now a dad you know what I mean I think it 
you're, the way you're saying it is the perfect way, though, Al. It really is because you're never going to go, hey, look at me, I'm a superhero. Though, though it's okay for your children to look at you and know their dad's a superhero. Yeah. Like you look at yeah. your dad and say, my dad's a superhero. That's a lovely thing in life. Do you know the first time uh, I ever realised that I was, and it was Ed Sheeran's last album had come out, and there's a song on there called "Supermarket Flowers." Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was the album came out. I think the same day I started painting the nursery for the first time, and so I was listening to it. And I listened to that song, and that was the first time that I realised that I was like, I'm going to have a child who looks at me and Kerry the way we look at our parents. And, yeah. Ah, oh, it's just it just it, like goosebumps now. Goosebumps. It was that. It was like, oh. how was that possible? And and that more <laughs> you know the thing about your parents, you're like you're you're scared stiff because of once you realise what mortality is, that they're not going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. And that was that that song. And I thought, oh my god, one day our kids are going to have that. And it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> Life's a funny thing. I think that when I grew up and. And I got married, I married myself, and then I lost my mum when mom, I were only in my 20s. My mum passed away. And when my mum passed away, during that, because she had cancer over a number of years, I started to see my dad in a different light. I've always loved my dad. And he come to a different place in my life. And then when we had our children, because my mum wasn't there, that's why I married my wife, give Isabella because it was our first, and Gina, when she was born, to my dad, immediately, straight to my dad. The minute that happened, it was like having this golden chalice put in my dad's hand. My dad lit up. He became the superhero for me then. He was always a hero in my life because he's my dad. And then the thing is, my dad passed away in March, oh, last March. Sure. And that journey, that mortality thing, it's what I saw is... I saw my dad become a superhero, a real one. And that were, to me, that were mm. everything. That were everything. Because you can't put that badge on someone. No. You can't. Someone's got to earn it. They've got to earn it. And he earned it just by being him. What a great accolade in life to become a superhero. You know, and if you want to be the parent who, who wants to be an amazing parent, whether that's a dad, a mum, whatever, just be it you know i want to be able to look in the mirror and go yeah i'm happy so there we go i hope you uh i hope you learned something i don't know if that was the purpose of this but do you know what the whole purpose of every episode of this podcast i think has just been to to know that we're in it together and you're not alone and also i think it's so important to know that everyone's got their own story to tell and there is no right or wrong way to do it because everyone who's featured on this series just has different ways of parenting and will have different stories so i think as long as we're all getting there and we all love our children that's pretty much it that's my advice just keep going love your child there we go so thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed it i've loved bringing these dads to you and i want to speak to you for the next series of how to be a dad the podcast um if you want more information on parenting, if you want to get involved or you've got something to share, thedadsnet.com is where you can do that. And remember, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and you've got other dads who you think would benefit from it or mums or parents to be or parents who exist, uh, you can give us a five star rating and that kind of gets it out there. And if you subscribe and leave us a review, then hopefully more parents will see. They'll hear the anecdotes of other dads and they'll realise that, do you know what? We're all just walking each other home, aren't we? We're all in this together, one way or another. No two stories are the same. 
And that's exactly what this podcast is about. How to be a dad, the podcast from the Dad's Net. A Dad's Net original podcast.